Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Russ. Welcome to today's show. I am here with the amazing, brilliant Jane Jewell, who is our managing director here at Clients on Demand. And today we're going to be talking about the power of congruence. And what does that mean and why is that such a big deal for your business? So it's a big topic. Let's start out by talking about like, what the hell is congruence? If you've never even heard that word before and you don't even know what it means. Congruence basically means that what you say and how you present yourself on the outside matches perfectly with what's going on on the inside. Another word for this is integrity. The root of the word integrity is the number is the, is the word integer, right? Integer meaning one. The idea is that there shouldn't be any big separation between how you're presenting yourself publicly and how you're showing up privately or as it pertains to your coaching business, how you're showing up in your marketing, how you're showing up in your sales, how you're showing up in your advertising and how you're and the experience that people are having when they actually work with you. So this is a principle that if you understand it and if you master it and if you integrate it into all of your stuff, the more you do that, the more powerful everything in your business is going to be mm. because it's almost like everyone online has been lied to so many times and everyone online has been, been exposed to so many scams and so many just ridiculous over the top ads that it's almost like people are over, over active looking for <laughs> examples of incongruence where like sometimes even if you are doing the right thing, you're still going to get hate from different people who just don't, they're, they're just, they're so jaded. They're projecting their stuff onto you. But for normal, reasonable people, when you can show up congruent, it's like a breath of fresh air because they're going to see, maybe they won't see it right away. Maybe they're not going to see it just from glancing at your Facebook ads, but the more they engage with you, the more they engage with your business and the more they engage with your content and the, the, the deeper they go into working with you, the more that, in, that, that congruence is re either really going to shine or it's going to leave them totally disappointed because they're going to find out there's a huge mismatch between what you said to them or how you represented yourself and who you really are and how you showed up. So JJ, it's great to have you here. This is like such an important topic to us at COD. And it's something that I don't really hear a lot of people talking about. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think that it's important to be congruent, obviously, in your marketing. But I feel like it's like the spiritual dynamic of the congruency as well, right? Like it's it's if what you say is different than how you act or who you're being and moving through the world, if there's space between those two things. It's like, there's no alignment. Like there's, you can't really create and be powerful when you're incongruent with what you say and what you do. And what happens is you create this lack of trust, not even just lack of trust between you and your clients or in the world, but a lack of trust between yourself and your word right? Like how can you speak something into existence is, you know, if when you speak, you don't keep your word to yourself. And so there's a breakdown on a lot of different levels. Yeah. And then that affects your strength. It affects your resolve. If you don't trust yourself, it's very hard to like yourself. And if you don't like yourself, it's very hard to sell yourself. And it just has this cascade effect through your whole business where 
deep down, there's this deep psychological inner conflict that you're trying to mm. just cover up and cover up and cover up and cover up. And it's it's a losing battle for two reasons. Number one, it's just incredibly draining to be at war with yourself all the time. It sucks. And number two, people are eventually going to find out anyway. You know, I think that maybe 20, 30 years ago before the Internet existed, it was a lot easier for people to live a lie for an extended period of time. But now that all of our lives are online and, and people can see what we're doing all the time and you're on social media and there's, you're exposed to thousands of people, millions of people, it's just very hard to keep things under wraps. And you can make an argument for whether that's a good thing or whether that's a bad thing. But here's the truth. If you are congruent in what you say, what you do, and what you think and how you represent yourself, you don't have to worry mm -hmm. about it. Because the deeper I people go into working with you, the deeper people go into your experience, the more, again, like it's going to be a breath of fresh air, that congruence, because it is so unbelievably rare, especially in the realm of online marketing. Yeah. Like you said, I don't know if it's good or bad or whatever, but it is definitely more transparent. Yeah. But then also there's this aspect of you think it's transparent, but like on the front cover, like maybe it doesn't it, it, it's not so, you know, it's like uh, you can post all your best moments. And they say that you, you you post all your best moments or your best marketing, you're putting it online. And it's like this uh, mirage, you know, like you go through the desert, <laughs> water, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, you know, you so you think that you're projecting this a certain identity for yourself or your business. But if that identity that you're projecting isn't who you really are, not only is there that misalignment, but then that's where the whole like feeling like a fraud comes into play, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know done a lot of coaching around that where people feel like sometimes it's just a miss like their, their confidence hasn't come up yet to meet um their marketing but 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 others it's just like you're putting something out there and if it's not congruent you start to like self-sabotage because you feel like a fraud you, you know that it's not you know when you're out of alignment right like you know when it's not it's it's not there yeah so yeah there's a difference between consciously making the decision to play at a higher level and consciously making a decision to make a bigger impact where maybe you, you go, look, I have this vision for my business and your self-confidence kind of has to catch up to that. That's yeah. normal. In fact, yeah. I'd say that's where you should be operating most of the time. But when I when we're talking about congruence, guys, what we mean is, is there's a difference between saying something for the sake of saying it and saying something because it's true. So I'll give you an example. We'll start with congruence and marketing because mm. this is this is the most obvious, you know, example of this. So a classic sort of sales tactic is to is to use scarcity, right? So when you if you've ever taken a course on copywriting or you've ever taken a course on how to do a launch, or you've ever taken a course on just any marketing really, you realize that scarcity is one of the most uh, persuasive things for people because people want what they can't have. So like if I understand that I might lose an opportunity, that opportunity immediately becomes much, much more attractive to me. And if you've ever like, you know, um, you know, dated someone and 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 kind of realized that, but they might have a, another couple people waiting in the wings or something like that, or they're seeing a couple other people and you're not really sure how that's going. It automatically makes you want to like, okay, well, maybe I should try to like move things a little bit faster because I don't want to lose this opportunity. And you, we've all we've all been through that. And so where that shows up in marketing is that people try to say things like supplies are limited, quantities are limited. Um, in the coaching space where quantities aren't really limited, people try to say things like this isn't for everybody. This offer is not for everyone. But most of the time when I see people do that, it's not true. It's really not because the, the, the truth is they're going to say this isn't for everybody because they think it makes you want it more. 
But when you actually get into their sales process, you find that they will take money from anybody with a credit card and a pulse. And so that's what I mean by incongruence, where there's a mismatch there. And mm. what happens is your clients, even if they're not consciously aware of it, they're subconsciously aware of it. And the more that happens, and that ha maybe happens once, and then it happens again, and then it happens again, and then it happens again. And it's totally reasonable for someone at that point to conclude that you're completely full of crap. Now, think about the opposite, where you are congruent. And when you say something, you really mean it. And you have the, the, the data, let's say, to back it up. So for example, at COD, one of the things we do is we say this isn't for everybody, but we really, really mean it. We throw out about 15% of the applications of people that come to work with us, that, that, that want to that reach out to work with us. And then once we're on a call with someone, we don't even make an offer to people 25 to 30% of the time because they're just not a fit. And, and, and when I say they're not a fit, I don't mean they don't have any money or, 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 or we think they won't buy. What I'm saying is even if they're ready to buy, we feel they're not a fit for the program. And so even if they've got their credit card in their hand ready to rock and roll, we will not enroll them because it's not the right thing to do. That's what I mean by congruence. And so when you've got a business that's congruent in that way, it's the complete opposite of what I said before where you know someone has experience with your marketing and then they're disappointed and then they're disappointed and then they're disappointed. Now it's the opposite. Someone has an experience with your marketing and they go, oh my God, these people are even more aligned than I thought. They're even more for real than I thought. And that is what's going to give your clients such an incredible amount of reassurance. So if you don't have that congruence in your business where how you're showing up in your marketing and how you're showing up in your webinars and how you're showing up in your sales process doesn't really reflect what's really going on, if that's what you're doing, you're just you're starting your whole business off on the wrong foot. And I want to hear from you on this, JJ, but I want to talk for a second about why people do this. I think people do this because fundamentally they have this fear that they're not enough. Well, why would someone work with me if I'm not driving a Lamborghini? Like if I'm a success coach or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wealth mindset coach, why, mm. would, why would someone work with me if, if I'm not flying in a private jet and some other dude is flying in a private jet and, 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 and so I better get pictures of me in a private jet too really fast, otherwise people aren't going to trust me. So, so it just comes from fear. It comes from this fear that, that if you are just upfront and real about who you are, that somehow that's not going to be enough. And I want to let you know that that's not the truth. The more real you are and the more authentic you are and the more upfront you are about the challenges you're dealing with, about the things that you're afraid of, about the problems in your business that you've managed to overcome, or even the stuff that you're still struggling with, the more honest you are about that, the more your marketing is going to stand out in a very, very, very positive way. Because smart people, savvy people will take the brutal truth over the fake, you know, shiny, rosy, rosy picture that deep down they know is fake anyway. So just understand that, that the, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is just to set aside this idea that you've got to pretend to be somebody that you're not or that you have to pretend to be cooler than you are or whatever you think it is, or you have to paint this picture, or you have to get a certain kind of car, or you have to dress a certain way or whatever. It's just not true. It's just not true. Um, you know, I, we, we do fly on private jets. You know, we did, we did make that leap where we went from flying commercial to flying private. You know, I did make the leap where I went from driving, you know, a Camaro that I, <laughs> that I had since I was like 25 to driving a Bentley. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, well, what impact did that make on our revenue, on our sales? None. Zero. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. If you're marketing yourself properly, none of that stuff matters. And if people are signing up with you because of the car you drive, those aren't the people you want to be working with anyway. So just set that down right now, that idea that 
that you have to put up some kind of a front to make people want to work with you. It's just absolutely not true. If you want to know the real truth, your clients don't care about you at all. They really don't. They don't care what kind of car you drive. They don't care how you dress. They don't care. They don't care about any of those things. All they care about is what can you do for them? Can you help them solve these big, big problems that they're struggling with or can't you? And that's it. And so that means that you can just let go of like 90% of the stuff that you see people doing on Facebook, especially that you see people doing on Instagram with like the filters and getting just like exactly the right angle and all that stuff. I like those filters. You just don't need to do it. <laughs> well, everybody loves those filters. I love those filters, but it's like use the filter because it's fun, not because you think that if you don't, no one's going to hire you. That's really what I'm trying to get at, guys, is that, yes. is that you, don't have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to say things like quantities are limited if they're not. You don't have to say things like this isn't for everybody if it is um, because eventually people are going to see through it. There's just no way around it. Yeah. I think that if you're using these things as a tactic, mm -hmm. you know, that, you, you know, this is the, the tactics that I'm using, because if I use this tactic, that then more people will en enroll with me. Right. Mm -hmm. And when the truth is, is that you'll just take anyone or um, you're sitting there hoping and praying that, you, you know, that, that they're not going to see through that or, you know, that uncertainty just comes through, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could use it as a tactic, but the tactic will only get you so far right. because it's just, you can see right through it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's congruent, right? That, that word, it doesn't feel congruent where if you can congruently say some people are fit to work with me or my business and some people are not, and you hold firm with that without the fear of, well, if I don't enroll this person, even though they're not a right fit, even though they're not just really my ideal client, if I don't enroll this person, then you go into scarcity or not enough, right? Then it's a tactic. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what you want to stay away from is that you want your tactics of how you enroll your clients and your marketing and whether it's your brand or your social media to be authentic. Mm -hmm. And if it people want to know you, people want to know you, not this idea of who you think you should be. They want to know you. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and when you really let that in, it becomes tremendously freeing because you realize that so much of what people are spending time on just isn't really particularly relevant. Um, so let's just say, for example, that you're first starting out in your business and you're looking around and you're looking at your competitors and you're noticing that all of them have these really stunningly beautiful, you know, professionally designed twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar websites. It's really easy for you to look at that and say, "Well, oh my God, their branding is so good. Their branding is so on point. I need to have branding that good, or no one's going to hire me." Mm. And then you end up spending thirty thousand dollars on something on this beautiful website that no one ever goes to because your marketing sucks. And now you blew your ad budget on a beautiful website that no one's ever going to see. So it's just very, very important that as you're going through your business, you do everything you can not to make decisions based on that kind of fear. That fear of not being enough will steer you in the wrong direction pretty much every time. It will, it will make you do things like spend 11 months out of the year speaking on stage after stage after stage, trying to make a name for yourself, even though you hate doing it. And missing out on birthdays and 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 soccer games and and whatever else your kids are doing, you really can have it just the way you want it, you know. And and I'm not saying don't use those tactics in your business. I'm saying use them, but make them real. 
right? If you're saying this isn't for everybody, then who the hell is it not for? Have really clear, crystal clear criteria about who is a fit and who's not a fit and enforce it, even if that means turning down money. You understand? Mm. And you, and right. what will happen the, is at the, the at the end of the at the end of the day, you will end up making a lot more right. than you would have just using the tactic or not using the tactic at all. The congruence is what supercharges all of those marketing sort of tactics and tools that you read about in all these different books. It's like if you're not using them at all, you're probably not going to do very well. If you're using them and they're fake, you might do well for a minute, but it's not going to last. But if you're using them and you make it real, then you've you know then you're cooking. Then you've really got something. And it's sustainable. And it's sustainable because it's authentic, because mm-hmm. at no point in your process are people going to be let down. Yeah. Well, we hear this all the time, JJ, because people are like, well, um, you know, let's say that you, um, you know, just to use a really simple example, let's say you're a fitness coach and, and you've got an eight week program that's designed to get people into really, really good shape. You know, it's like if somebody comes to you and they're, eight, you know, our clients ask us all the time, well, Russ, if somebody comes to this fitness program, can I, can I do some amazing things with them in eight weeks? If they show up and do the work, yeah, totally. But are they going to go from being 150 pounds overweight to having washboard abs in eight weeks? No, it's physically impossible. And I say, okay, fine. Just set that expectation. Just tell people. Like you don't need to sugarcoat it. You don't need to be oh man, you know, you work with me for eight weeks, you're going to lose 200 pounds in eight weeks and you're going to have washboard abs and and life is going to be amazing and you're going to make a bajillion dollars and you're going to get an incredible boyfriend or girlfriend. Like you don't, you don't need to embellish like that. Tell people the truth and set the proper expectation. Say, look, man, the, the God's honest truth is that, you know, you've let yourself go for a while, but I tell you what, today is the day we can start to turn that around once and for all. And if you mm-hmm. show up and you're willing to stay committed and do the work, do everything I tell you to do, I have no doubt that we could probably drop anywhere between 20 to 40 pounds of fat and add like 15 pounds of muscle in the next eight weeks. That right there is going to radically change your body, but we're going to have to keep doing more work beyond that to get you where you ultimately want to go. Cool. All right, let's do this. Where you're setting that proper expectation and now the client feels taken care of because he knows that you're not BSing him. You're telling him right. what to expect. Yeah. You ex- you experience so much freedom too when you know that what you speak feels holistic and like the truth and authentic and it just gives you so much more power when that's that's where you're coming from yeah absolutely um and so the second so that's the first thing the first way we see congruence show up is in is in your marketing and so just make sure that as best you can you're putting it all out there um you know you don't need to talk about yourself very much you don't need to present yourself as something that you're not because really you shouldn't be talking about yourself very much anyway you should be talking about your client and what they're going through and the problems that they have and, and how you can help. And if you just do that, you're immediately going to stand out because you're the only person in the space that's not trying to be a little mini celebrity, right? You're the only person mm-hmm. in the space that's actually talking to people where they are, talking to your clients where they are. Um, so, so you guys have to understand that if you just incorporate congruence into your marketing, it doesn't matter how long your competitors have been around. It doesn't matter how good their branding is. It just it doesn't matter. That congruence is going to shine like the sun at high noon. Mm-hmm where you will stand out no matter what is going on, no matter how crowded your marketplace is because people are just, are so hungry for it. And it's, it's, so, it's so freaking rare. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So the second place we see this show up, guys, is in what is the core motivation in your business, right? Are you client-centered or are you me-centered? So is, is the function of your business to enrich yourself or is the function of your business to serve the world? Because I'm going to tell you that, yes, you want a business that makes money. Yes, you want a business that turns a fantastic profit. But if that's all that it's about, 
if that's what's getting you out of bed at the uh, in the morning, your business is only going to be able to go so far. Your business has to focus on serving the people that you're working with because that's what they're hungry for. And that's what the purpose of a business is. You know, if you want a donut store, you better be getting up in the morning, making the best damn donuts the world has ever seen, or at least the, Time best, to make that, the, donuts. the best that you can. Now I want a donut. The best that you can possibly, the best that you can possibly make. If you've got a coaching company, you got to understand people are coming to you to get freaking results. Okay. So how can we build everything in our company around getting great results for our clients? Do you understand yes. how few business owners are thinking that way? Everyone else is saying, well, how can we make more money? Should we do a launch? Should we sell an ebook? Should we sell this? Should we sell that? How can we make more money? How can we make more money? But if you stop that and you flip the script and you say, hey, you know what? How can we serve the world at a higher level? Right there, that's going to open up and clarify so many things for you just right out of the gate. Yeah. And how you know when you start to get more into that me-based me thinking too is when you find yourself maybe complaining about your clients or complaining about how they're showing up or... Um, you know, I don't want to get on a, a, another call or I don't want to do this. It's like you're you're then focusing on how you feel in that moment, like what you want to do that makes you uncomfortable. You wish you could be doing something else. And it kind of comes into that me, me, me. And coming from being of service because it feels like this is your purpose and this is what you want to do. You just when you say that and you believe it and you show up that way, clients just start showing up. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Like clients just start showing up. And it's not to say we don't all ever get tired or any of those things, because there's moments where all of us do that because we're human beings. But you just want to check in with where are you living in regards to that? Are you more in appreciation of your clients and the people, your potential clients and the people that are your ideal um, souls and lives that you want to work with? Are you being an appreciation of that? Or are you um, worried or complaining or um, in a conversation? Are you thinking about what you should say next, how this is going to affect you as opposed to what's going to be of service to, you know, that client or the other, you know, the other person that you're trying to reach? Yeah. And I know because I've operated from both perspectives, right? Like when I was first starting out in the business for the first few years of the business, actually, it was just about, okay, well, what is a new product that I can launch? What's a new product that I can come out with that's going to be good quality, that's going to be something people need, but that I can get people super excited about and do a launch and make some money and then, you know, and then come out with the next thing and so on. But it was always information. It was always like an mm. ebook or a video course or some kind of how to. It was never transformation. And, and, and deep down, I never really asked myself, what do I need to do for these people to really get them results? I was so obsessed, Jane, with this idea of passive income because the first, my first exposure to online marketing was I booked the four-hour work week, right? And so I was super obsessed with that. I was like, how can I create passive income? How can I create like a funnel or something that's just going to make money on autopilot? And it's like, okay, fine. That's a good goal, but it's it's like... It's like white belt thinking. Honestly. It's like level one. It's right? like it's, it's like, like level, level one leadership. One. And, so, and, and it's okay because if you've never done this before, it's, okay. it's right. It's okay. If you've never done this before, you're sitting there going, Well, I don't even know if I can make a dime online, much less make five thousand or ten thousand dollars a month or a hundred thousand dollars a month or more. So you're just like, okay, I just want to get some money coming in. And if that's the place that you're at right now, I want you to know that's totally fine. Cause going through that phase is is, is necessary, I think. It can but, create some drive because it's your first level of like 
how is it going to affect my life? How is this going to make a difference for my life, my mm -hmm. family, my lifestyle? You know, and, and, and operating in the background might be something like I'd like to create a really good product or I'd like it to be make a difference for people like that might be still there, but it's probably not what's driving you. What's driving you is to kind of get you through that first level of, um, you know, that leadership is like, how is it going to transform me? Right. And I'll tell you too, guys, there is nothing like the thrill of experiencing your income disconnecting from your time. Mm. It, it That was one of the things that just like, I had set my business up to create that. And I remember the first time I made a sale online, I was walking through Central Park with with um, Sarah, who's then my girlfriend, now my wife. We were walking through Central Park, hanging out with friends and I, my, my phone went off, ding. And I had sold like my first copy of, of a little ebook or whatever it was that I was promoting. And I was like, oh my God, I just made $97 walking through Central Park doing nothing. That's how much I would make like in an average night of bartending when I'm behind the bar for eight hours, like miserable, like wanting to jump off a cliff. And you realize like, oh my God, like you can actually make money without having to physically do stuff at any given time. So once, if you've never had that experience, create that because it's an incredible thing. But then once you've got that, yeah, it was like, okay, that, that can only take me so far. That, that was enough to get me to maybe $100,000, $200,000 a year. But, but to go further than that, I had to take a step back and say, you know what, maybe I should stop obsessing so much about not having to work very hard and just trying to find, well, what can I sell people? How can I make some money? And focus on, okay, well, what is the result that I want to help people get? And what, and, 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 and what do I need to give them in order to create that? And the second I started asking that question and the second I oriented everything in my business around that, I literally went from doing about 20K a month to doing $200,000 a month. And it's just gone up and up and up since then. So it's like this congruence that we're talking about. It's like jet fuel for your business. Where again, maybe in the beginning, it's too much to think about. Maybe in the beginning, you're just like, I got to create some passive income. But I'm going to tell you right now, the moment you shift your primary focus from serving yourself to serving your clients, not just in a general way, but you're very intentional. Like, what, is, what am I here to help these people do? And how can I set up my business to actually help them do it? The moment you you get clear on that, it's like all of these things just just snap into place. And that's the yeah. first thing we do with our clients at CODs because most of the time guys people come to work with us and they have expertise, you know, they're 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 a therapist or they're a relationship coach or they're they're a fitness coach or, or whatever it is. They've got some kind of expertise, but they're not really crystal clear on what that one thing is that they do, that one piece of magic that they want to build an offer around and specialize in. But once we get people clear on that, it's like, oh man, it tells you how your marketing should go, how your webinar should go, how your offer should be constructed, how you should price your stuff. I mean, it literally mm -hmm. tells you everything. It's, it's, it's really something. So I want to invite you guys to make that flip as soon as you possibly can. And if you don't know how to do that and not clear on those things, reach out because we'll get you clear on it really, really fast. Mm. Yeah. Well, I love to this little story is that even after you had created clients on demand and having something that really was of service for the clients, you also noticed a gap, right? You were like, well, people are showing up, but there's just like this little bit of shift that they need to make so that they can get the results and just being able to see, well, that was in how they were thinking or how mm -hmm. they were living inside of their emotions. And that's exactly why you reached out to me is because you saw that gap of like, how can we be of service in a, in a next level way? Um, that didn't have to do with the business strategy, so to speak. It was more about how do we create more transformation in this program, even though it's a business program. 
know, so it's one of those things that we're constantly asking, like, how can we serve more? How can we be more? How can we get better results for our clients? How can we give them a really amazing experience? And when you, um, so it doesn't really stop. Right. But, but then, but, but then you attract a higher quality of person. It's like, it's like, look, you can call it energy. You can call it your state of consciousness. You can call it whatever, whatever you want to call it. But when your business is operating at that level, at the level of serving the world and serving mankind and serving your clients, and that is the number one priority, the people that you will attract, the clients you will attract, the team members you will attract are just on a whole other caliber. I mean, mm-hmm. I never would have even, if I was still thinking the way that I was thinking back in like 2012, I never would have even thought to bring Jane on because again, creating real results for people was not my primary focus. My primary focus was how can I sell them some cool information that they will be very happy with, but it wasn't about creating that transformation. And it was only when I started to ask those questions that I started to say, hey, you know what? Maybe there's this whole level of mindset that we're not addressing that we need to start addressing. And that's what led me to you. And, 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 and that, that's like, like you said, Jane, it's an ongoing, never-ending process where you should constantly mm-hmm. be asking yourself, how can I improve things? How can I streamline things? How can I get even better outcomes for my clients? How can I be more congruent? Mm. Yeah. And then let's talk a little bit too about internal congruence as well, because this is something we see a lot. And this is kind of a difficult distinction to make, but really is the, dif- the, 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 the difference between going through the motions and doing it for real. Like one of the things we hear people say all the time, and I mean, you, you hear this more than I do probably, but one of the things you hear people say all the time is, hey, Russ, I'm doing my goddamn affirmations. I'm doing my freaking visualizing. Where the frick, why, where's the money? Where, where are my clients? Where's, like, where's the money? The, yeah, where, <laughs> where's the money? Where are my clients? And it's just like, I okay. I it yesterday. Yeah, best, best back up the bread truck, you know, Zach, you know. I got someone on the, I got someone on the phone. I read the sales script. I read it. You know, it's like, okay, slow down. <laughs> There's a huge difference between going through the motions and letting this stuff sink down into your bones so that it becomes who you are every day. And that's what we mean by congruence. So for example, let's just say, for example, that you are using a, a enrollment process that's built on really helping the client get clarity about their situation so that they can make a decision about whether they want to work with you or not. And you can make a decision about whether you want to work with them or not. The kind of the kind of process that Mark and I talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. If you are not internally aligned with that, it's never going to work. So in other words, you've got a sales process that's built around, hey, let me make the best decision about you and you make the best decision about me and we'll put our heads together and we'll move forward or we won't. If in your heart, you're trying to execute a process like that, but you're just thinking sell, 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 money, 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 give me the goddamn credit card, it's never going to work. And by the same token, the opposite is also true. If you're going out there to some of those high-pressure salespeople and you're learning a sales process that's built around kind of browbeating people from the 70s or 80s or 90s, some boiler room type stuff, and you're a good person, you're never going to be good at it because there's a mismatch. Mm, it always feel like you're doing something against your values because you are mm-hmm. you are yeah. and so yeah. and, and 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 that's really what we mean is that you got to make sure that like there is there is total alignment through the entire thing from how you're thinking and feeling about your clients to to then everything in your business that's flowing from that that has mm-hmm. to it has to match up it has to line up and so if you're doing things like your affirmations but you're doing them from this like angry energy or you're visualizing but you're 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 not doing it from gratitude you're like yeah i'm grateful Thanks. 
Yeah. It's you know? like, you know, everyone these days talks about the power of gratitude. And the reason they do is because there's so much truth to it. it right? Works. Like if you can, you can't be, uh, you know, angry, mad, frustrated, upset in any way. If you are truly in gratitude, mm-hmm. if you're truly in gratitude, you cannot feel those other things. Mm-hmm. I think it was, um, Brené Brown. I was watching her, um, Netflix special, I think this last weekend. And, um, one of the things that's also in her book, she says, I think out of all the people they studied, because she studies like shame, and then she also studies joy. But she said that out of all the people that she studied, the one thing that all of them had in common that lived a joyful life was gratitude. Mm-hmm. It was gratitude, right? And, um, but if you're doing gratitude is like something to just mark off the list, like, okay, I'm going to write down my 10 things I'm gratitude, grateful for today. And it's like, Okay. Yeah. I got a nice house. Yeah. My kid cleaned the room yesterday. Yeah. Um, got a client, right? My, my like, idiot yeah. kid, my terrible right. client. Yeah. Right. But it's like, it's intellectual. Yes. And, and you know, and it's okay because when you first start to think about what you're grateful for, honestly, even for me, it's an intellectual experience at first. Like you're thinking like, okay, what am I grateful for? It's, it's intellectual. And then there's a shift when you go from the intellectual, like you're collecting the information and then it has to move into your emotion. Your emotional state has to be there again, congruent or aligned with what you're grateful for. What that really just means is you have to get in touch with the emotion behind it. So, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll, every morning I do, you know, it's a, it's an intellectual experience at first. Okay. I'm like, and I'm looking around, you know, like what was yesterday? Like, what's my environment? Like what's happening in my life. Right. And so for example, um, I'll say something like, uh, I'm thinking about, okay, what was great about yesterday? Oh, I really love that my 14 year old will still jump on my lap every, you know, jump on my lap every once in a while. That's pretty cool. I'm going to write that down. Oh, I'm so grateful that, um, my dog who has leukemia, is still hobbling around family dog. Love that. Write that down. Right. And I'm, it really is intellectual, but I write it all down. And then I go back to the list and I think about my son who you know, at 14 years old, jumps on my lap. And I think about how happy I was in that moment that like, he sat on my lap. Oh my God. And like, in that moment, I remember he's on my lap and I kind of like, you know, when they're babies, you kind of like, Oh, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying not to act like I'm too excited because then he'll get up. So I'm like, and I get back to the emotion of like how I felt because he was sitting on my lap and how amazing that is. And then I'll, Oh, now I'm in gratitude. And then I'll think about, Oh, my dog, he's like 12 years old. This boxer grew up with my, with my kids and played hide and go seek and still loves to like go get her toy, even though she's like, on three legs. And it's like, I'm like, Oh, she's so sweet. such a family dog. I'm so grateful that she's been part of my family. And now I'm in the emotion of it. Mm -hmm. So it's okay that you start intellectual, but it has to move into the emotion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think that it's become very vogue (laughs) to talk about like ritual or your mindset or your emotion and, and to coach around it. And, and sometimes you know, as coaches, we can know our way out of doing something, you know, like, Oh, I know this already. Therefore I don't have to do it. Like I know gratitude works. I don't need to do it. Though. I know everything there is to know about I, exercise. I, I don't need to go I to the gym. I understand this concept, you know, and, um, you gotta do it. You gotta walk that talk. You know, I'll say to people, 
you know, where they get stuck sometimes and they hate it. I'm like, well, what would you say to your clients? Like, don't do that to me. Like, no, really, what would you say? I'm like, okay. You know, it's like looking at it and going, you got to eat your own cooking. So if you're out there, like telling the world how they should live their life and how, you know, what's, what makes you a happier, more fulfilled, successful, ambitious, whatever it is that you're out there doing, and you're not doing it too, there's incongruency. You're not mm-hmm. eating your own cooking. It's like, you know, <laughs> you're, you're cooking like this healthy food, but then you're going to go hang out at McDonald's. You got to be congruent. And what's cool, guys, is that the more you make it a true practice and, and the more you spend time living in that state, the more it basically becomes your emotional home. It becomes who you are. And in the beginning, it's going to feel weird. In the beginning, you know, it, like, like, like Jane said, it's, it's not going to feel quite right. It's, you know, you're going to have maybe it might be tough to sort of access those emotions. But once you do it and you do it and you do it and you do it, it literally just becomes who you are and how you show up every single day. And when you're showing up in that state, you have so much more power than than if you don't. Um, right. You know, we were just talking about this the other day because there's always going to be challenges in your business. But what counts is not what you're doing about the challenge. What counts is the energy that you're bringing to the challenge. So if you're coming to that challenge from this place of appreciation and gratitude and joy, we are basically feeling good and feeling resourceful. Um, maybe you're feeling courageous. Maybe you just have a lot of faith that it's going to work out. If you're coming to a challenge with that energy. It's like you are going to be so much more resourceful and so much more able to to deal with the challenge and to, and it's just going to flow. But if you come to that challenge with all this resistance and all this angst and all this fear, it doesn't matter how hard you work on the challenge because you're going to make shitty decisions anyway. And that's something that we've really had to like learn and relearn a couple times in the course of of running this business because when a problem shows up, you immediately want to attack the problem, you want to fix the problem right away. But 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 the proper thing to do, the right thing to do is to not allow it to disturb your emotional state. You let that go. And then, you know, maybe you don't deal with the problem right away. Maybe you just take a second, get your head together, and then you come at it from a place of resourcefulness. And then all of a sudden, the quality of the choices and the decisions you're making is so much higher. Well, you get to solve problems from your values instead of reacting, right? And so the thing is, is like we all declare ourselves like, you know, these are the most important values, which is really like saying the the most important emotional states I want to live into and experience every single day. And we all have this idea of what that is. Unfortunately, we're not always intentional about living in those values that we intellectually want our life to be about. Mm -hmm. And so... You have to practice that every single day. You have to be intentional about that, you know, if uh, of living into those values. And then when a problem comes up, you get to solve those problems from your values, from like from love, from resourcefulness. You know, those are from playfulness, from, you know, whatever those emotional states that really describe you that you want your life to be about, you can do that in the face of challenge if you're congruent with them in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. So the first step, guys, is to ask yourself, well, what is the impact that you want to make in the world? Not in a general way, not like, oh, I want to change lives, not like, oh, I want to help people live their dreams, because what does that mean? It's, it's, it's getting clear on what is that specific change that you want to make in your clients' lives. Like that's the purpose of your business. That's the reason that it exists is to facilitate and to create that change. And then once you're clear on that, then you can arrange everything from your mindset to your daily rituals, to your advertising, to your webinars, to your sales conversations, to your programs, to your pricing, 
All of it is built just around that. And that is how you create true congruence in your business. We are not doing something because it's the latest, greatest marketing tactic. You're doing something because it is most likely to help your clients win. And that's just a radically different way of thinking about your business. And it's a way of thinking about it that I wish I understood when I was first starting out. But to me, it was so foreign, I didn't even think that it was possible. It's almost like I couldn't even see that a business could operate at that level. But when you do, it's like you're firing on all cylinders and you're so much more likely to crush it. So it all starts with just that clarity about what am I here to do? And then, mm. and then making sure everything else flows from that. And if you need help getting clear on that, and, or if you need help, or if you know what that is, but you need help integrating that now into your marketing where you feel like there's this disconnect, then I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Clientsondemand.com forward slash call. And I want you to book an appointment to speak to us because that's the first thing we're going to go to work on. What is the impact that you are here to make? What is the difference that you want to make in the world? And then everything flows from that. Okay, well, who do you want to work with? What kind of clients? What kind of clients do you not want to work with? What are the best marketing channels to reach those people? What is the price you should be charging? Should be is it three thousand or five thousand or ten thousand? Maybe it's fifteen thousand or twenty thousand. What is it? But it all flows from just that essential clarity, and that's yeah. the reason we're able to get such good results for our clients and get it so fast. Is because it all lines up. It all it all fits together into this integrated business that's designed to create a real impact in the world while helping you hit your income goals, and create a really fun, really amazing lifestyle along the way. Mm. So it all starts with booking that call. Go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to us and we can get into all that stuff together because once you have that clarity, it's like it's like so much, it's like you could probably forget about doing 95% of the stuff that you've been doing, the time-wasting stuff, the stuff that isn't gonna get you where you wanna go and just focus on that vital 5% that's gonna actually create that business that you've always wanted. Mm. I love it. All right, so. superstars. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you have questions about anything that we talked about, just go ahead and leave a comment under this. Uh, we love hearing your comments. We always go back through and read them. We, you know, so, so if you have any questions about anything that we talked about, just go ahead and drop a comment. Go to clientsonamend.com forward slash talk and let's really get into this with your business because if you don't have clarity on what that one essential thing is, you're just going to waste so much time and money and energy just flailing around from one program to another, one course to another, one one offer to another, one niche to another. And, and it's just like, it can be so much simpler, so much simpler. Yeah. And you can get where you want to go so much faster if you just get the clarity that you need. And to get that, yep. go to clientsonamend.com forward slash call. All right, that's going to do it for us today, guys. You guys have a fantastic, fantastic day. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.